Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I swear to you, it's all Brett Kavanaugh all the time. It's never ending. It is never ending, the story, and it's not even a question of twists and turns. It's a question of, do we want to know what happened? Or are there a lot of people really okay with this kind of political attack? Because it seems to me that the Democrats are totally uninterested in what happened to Christine Ford. That's the way it seems. I'm Tony Katz. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. That's where you can get the live stream. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number, 833-468-8669. Be a part of the show. You know, it's... I am saying, and and I've got the article up uh, at my my station site, Uh, Kavanaugh delay is the desire. Hyperpartisan Democrats who can't accept Trump as president want a delay that lasts forever. This is it. I don't know how else to describe that this is it, except this is completely and totally it. We have this allegation by Dr. Christine Ford. She's at Palo Alto University. She claims that when she was 15, Brett Kavanaugh was 17, and that Brett Kavanaugh was at a party that she was at, and Brett Kavanaugh had been drinking, and I assume she has been drinking as well. What is she going to claim? There were four boys at the party, and she was the and she was there, and she was the only one not drinking? I, I don't think that claim's going to work. And, well, uh, she ended up upstairs to use the, 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 the restroom and then ended up in a bedroom. And then somehow uh, Brett Kavanaugh was upstairs, too, along with a guy by the name of Mark Judge. And, well, how he got into the bedroom and whether they followed her upstairs, she doesn't know. But the next thing you know, she's on the bed uh, laying down on her back, Kavanaugh on top of her trying to take her clothes off as she tells uh, the story or told it to the Washington Post. Also had it in a letter to uh, her congressman, who was uh, Anita Hsu, a Democrat. Anita Hsu gave it to Senator Dianne Feinstein, the ranking member on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Dianne Feinstein did nothing with the letter. We'll get to that in a second. But there's Kavanaugh on her, trying to take off her clothes. When she tried to yell, Kavanaugh put his hand over her mouth. This guy, Mark Judge, supposedly turned up the music so no one could hear. Then he jumped on top of them. I guess it was a big pile on. They all fell tumbling off the bed. She was able to get out of the room. She told nobody. She didn't tell her parents. She didn't tell friends. She didn't tell anybody. She made reference of a uh, an incident, a moment. Uh, I don't know how do you want to describe it. In 2002, to a, to a therapist, she really brought it up uh, in 2012 and claims that this happened in couples therapy. Right? That that's the what, That's where she claims that it happened, but she didn't use names. And the doctor's notes were a little confusing because it said there were four boys in the room, and she's saying, and her lawyer's saying, no, no, it was only two. There were four boys who were there. It already leads to this, well, what do you remember? And it turns out she doesn't remember that much in that she says it was Kavanaugh. She says the name Mark Judge, but she doesn't know when it happened. The summer of 1982, not a month, not a day, the summer of 1982. The house, not sure. How she got to the house, doesn't know. Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court nominee, has not only said it never happened, right? He not only got into the idea that it never happened, he is saying that he wasn't even there. 
That's a wrinkle number one, that he wasn't even there. Okay. Well, as we said, you know, when you said that, you know, uh, um, Judge Kavanaugh, that, you know, it never happened, you never did anything like that. Well, Lord help you if anybody ever comes out and says you did something like that, because then that'll be seen as the lie and it's over. Now you're saying not only did it never happen, you weren't even there. Man, you better hope you two were never at a party together. Because things could get ugly quick. Very ugly, very quick. So he says, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll testify. Bring, bring, uh, I'll answer any question the Senate Judiciary Committee has. I will answer any question that they have. The vote gets delayed. President Trump has made mention of it. The vote, which was supposed to be on Thursday, gets delayed. And Monday, Brett Kavanaugh is going to appear in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee to answer questions. Basically, to get poked and prodded and probed. What's going to happen to Kavanaugh on Monday is going to be... Basically, basically is what's going to go down. They're going to ask him questions of an invasive uh, uh, manner, the likes of which you never heard before. Also, there's the conversation of Dr. Ford. We have to get back to her. Now, to her, um, to, to respect her position, I should say, she wanted to be anonymous. She asked to be anonymous. This seems to be forgotten in the whole story. She asked to be anonymous. She wanted people to know, and, she, and that was it. Diane Feinstein held onto this letter. I told you we'd get back to it for three months, and it was Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee: Kamala Harris, Richard Blumenthal, Amy Klobuchar. You know the 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 real lowdown, dirty uh, of that committee and of that party. The ones who want blood, who want vengeance, who want to destroy. They're not interested in actually doing the job. There were Democratic senators who refused to meet with Brett Kavanaugh. Why? Trump, uh, you're not worthy. Maisie Arono, who is? These people are savages. <laughs> it can't be said any other way. They heard about this letter like, whoa, whoa why, why isn't this letter being released? We'll release the letter and, and uh, you know, Diane finds something. No, she, she referred, referred it to the FBI. Now, I think it's possible. This got brought up to me. I thought this was an interesting theory. That Diane Feinstein didn't want to release the letter, she didn't understand what the letter could do. She didn't see it as something that could be used to bludgeon Trump at the right moment. With remember, this isn't about Kavanaugh. This is about Trump. This is about Trump. You got to make sure you understand that. So it's possible she was then explained to her, you know, what could be done with this letter. It was the Democrats of the Senate Judiciary Committee that outed Dr. Christine Ford. And then Christine Ford said, well, I guess I have to come forward because look at all that's happening. Look at all that's going on. So she said, okay, I'm willing to testify. The lawyer, Deborah Katz, no relation, said I'm willing to testify. And now there's a question about whether or not she'll testify on Monday. There is a possibility that she isn't going to show up on Monday to testify. Now, I have said this as clear as day, and I'm saying it again. If 
if uh, she doesn't show up, if Christine Ford does not show up to testify on Monday, they should confirm Brett Kavanaugh that very day. They should confirm him that very day, that very hour. Diane Feinstein said she would hold the letter in confidentiality. That didn't happen. Senate Democrats outed Dr. Christine Ford. I feel bad for the woman in that regard. She didn't want to be outed. She didn't. She wanted to be anonymous. Too bad. That's not the way it went down. That's not the way it happened. Outed you are. So now you said that you would testify. You said you'd answer questions. Now you have to. She may not show up. This, I mean, it's amazing how much backstory you have to go through here. This is the Democrats' endgame, and this is the piece that I write that's at WIBC.com, soon to be at TonyCats.com. You get everything at TonyCats.com. The objective is the delay. From the very beginning, we know that the Democrats wanted to delay this hearing. They wanted to put an end to it. They didn't want it to happen. They didn't want to have the confirmation. It starts with Chuck Grassley, the Senate Judiciary uh, Committee chairman, the Republican from Iowa, welcoming Brett Kavanaugh there. And what do you hear from K- Kamala Harris? On the nomination of Mr. Judge Chairman Brett Kavanaugh. Mr. Chairman. To serve as Associate Justice. Mr. Chairman, I'd like Supreme to be recognized for United a question States. before we proceed. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized to ask a question before we proceed. The committee received just last night Less than 15 hours ago, 42,000 pages of documents. Before he could even say hello, Kamala Harris was there to try and put an end to this hearing. To try and put an end to the hearing. She wanted uh, to... uh, to delay, uh, Amy Klobuchar wanted to delay, Richard Blumenthal, uh, the Democrat from Connecticut, uh, who also lied about his service in Vietnam. Very important you talk about how he lied about his service in Vietnam. Uh, he wanted to adjourn. The delay was what they wanted from the very, very beginning. To do damage to President Trump is what they wanted to do from the very beginning because they do not accept Donald Trump as legitimate They don't accept him as president of the United States. So delay, 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 or as I say, and as the kids say, resist, resist, resist. Now, Kavanaugh denies the attack. He denies that even being at the party. We're going to have these people, you know, testify. Unless, of course, Dr. Ford doesn't testify. But if Dr. Ford doesn't testify, you have to confirm Because what the Democrats are going to do is tell you how we have to wait and how we need the FBI to investigate. And this might take months to resolve. That's what they want. That was the plan all along. And very well may have been what they did with this letter. Because who cares that a woman may have been abused? Oh, forget that. That's inconsequential. No, not when we can get some political power going. Not when we can do some political damage to this evil, disgusting Donald Trump and let Brett Kavanaugh's reputation be destroyed. Who really gives a damn? Democrats want this. Ask yourself, is this what you want when you go to the polls? And if you're thinking about not voting in November, you might want to rethink that. We should be clear that all the Democrats want to do is deny and resist because they don't accept Donald Trump as legitimate. 
and they're willing to take a woman who has a claim of abuse and say, yeah, you're just a political tool, kid. We'll use you as we want. Isn't that kind of amazing? It's the Democrats who just want to use women as objects. I'm Tony Katz. President Trump set off the fireworks. He's going to declassify the warrant on Carter Page. It's going to be so great. I mean, I I wish I could give you an idea of what I think is in the the, the FISA warrant. But I'd be I'd be half right, right? Like I, I think I have a basic concept of of what's in there, of, of what we're going to find out about the level of duplicity and lies, about how it was that FBI agents really did leak stories to reporters so reporters would write stories that FBI agents would then use to get said FISA warrants, right? Those kinds of stories. But but I, honestly, I don't think I could do it justice. Like, I only think in this case I could do semi-acceptable fan fiction. It's never going to be as good as the original, so I'm ready. I am I am absolutely positively ready uh, for for this one. Tony Katz, by the way, eight three three got Tony is the number eight three three four six eight eight six six nine eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. National security experts going crazy that President Trump would do such a thing. They're so ridiculous. I mean, it's embarrassing already. According to the Justice Department, uh, one former Justice Department official, the release of FISA's uh, like this, meaning the applications, is off the charts. First, let's talk about what the president did. A statement from the press secretary. At the request of a number of committees of Congress, and for reasons of transparency, the president has directed the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and the Department of Justice, including the FBI, to provide for the immediate declassification of the following materials. One, pages 10 through 12 and 17 through 34 of the June 2017 application to the FISA court in the matter of Carter Page. Number two, all FBI reports of interviews with Bruce Orr prepared in connection with the Russia investigation. And three, all FBI reports of interviews prepared in connection with all Carter Page FISA applications. In addition, there's more? There is more. In, in addition, President Donald J. Trump has directed the Department of Justice, including the FBI, to publicly release all text messages relating to the Russia investigation without redaction of James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and Bruce Orr. Damn! Yeah. Yeah, you think I can't do fan fiction that good? No way. No, you got to know you got to know who you are in the game. Right? And and I and I'm pretty sure that I'm like no, I'm I'm, I'm beat. I cannot I cannot do as well as we're going to read. I don't know how many text messages that's going to be. It's 20 pages of the FISA application. 
And when it's released, we're going to read through every part of it. And we're going to get into this whole conversation of who knew what, when, and where, and why. Were there lies told to get the warrant? Was the FISA court lied to purposefully? Now, let's get back to these people who are just amazed. Former law enforcement officials and national security experts sounded the alarm on Monday after the White House announced, this from Business Insider, that President Trump had ordered the immediate declassification of select portions of an FBI application to surveil a former campaign aide. Uh, David Chris, a former assistant attorney general for national security, didn't mince words on Twitter. The release of FISAs like this is off the charts. It is especially unprecedented considering that the FISAs have already gone through declassification review and the president is overruling the judgment of his subordinates to require expanded disclosure. Okay. 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 I'm going to read that again. You tell me. Where the problem is, Ari, let, let, let's see if you can do this, Ari. Let's see if you can tell me where the issue is, okay? I'm going to read it again. David Chris, former assistant attorney general for national security, he's an expert on FISA. Is he? Well, that's amazing. The statement is, the release of FISAs like this is off the charts. It is especially unprecedented considering that the FISAs have already gone through declassification review and the president is overruling the judgments of his subordinates to require expanded disclosure. Ari Castle, producer, I ask you, what is wrong with that statement? Well, I'm pretty sure the president can declassify whatever he wants. Yes, 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 indeed true. The president can, simply by uttering the words, can declassify anything he chooses. Can, can I? But I, I, I'm, I'm asking again. Is there something else that 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 that, that kind of screams out to you? What the hell are you talking about? That shall he, I read it again? That he was not listening to his subordinates. Which why would you? Donald Trump is the CEO of the country. Let's say you were the CEO of a business and you wanted to do something, and your subordinate said, "Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> no. no, you can't do that. That's uh." That's inconceivable. It's totally wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I guess sort of insubordinate sounds like that's completely ridiculous. You can't do that. We won't let you. You're the CEO. What do you do? See ya. That's right. You do it anyway. What the bloody hell? Yes, the subordinates had a judgment. And you know what the president said? <laughs> that's what he said to the damn judgment. Anna, you nit. That's what he said. I'm not interested in your judgments. I'm not interested in what you think it, it, it should mean or how it should work. I'm the president of the United States. You are a bitch. Now, I'm declassifying. Somebody get me a Diet Coke around here. It's un- it is unbelievable that uh, these so-called experts can do this. They are amazed. Like, all the time. They're all the time amazed that somebody might think, you know what? I'm in charge here. I'll do it. They are so used to the idea of being siloed. They are so used to the idea that, you know, we are. We, <laughs> that's, what, that's how I assume they talk. They all sound like the Monopoly man. <laughs> They're so used to being in charge. They're so used to thinking that they're in charge 
that they cannot comprehend a world where somebody else is in charge. Ask yourself, where you work, has your boss ever, sa ever said to you, yeah, 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 we're doing it differently. Have you ever worked on a project and then the boss said, we're going another way? Have you ever been asked for your opinion, given it in full, with detail and preciseness, only to have someone, uh, quote unquote, above you say, yeah, we're going the other way? Happens all the time. Decisions get made all the time. And the argument being made by this dolt is that subordinates said you shouldn't do this. That's why they're subordinates. Listen, you want to work with people. You want to have good people working with you and around you. But as the guy in charge, your job is to make the tough decision. Your job is to be able to say, you know what? We're done here. I've decided to go this way. Everybody come with me. I've heard your objection. I've made a decision. It's my company. Let's go. They can't understand it. They cannot They cannot uh, uh, figure it out. They just can't. They can't see around it. Now, uh, Joyce Vance, who's a longtime federal prosecutor, said publicly releasing evidence during an ongoing criminal investigation is unprecedented. Um, maybe, maybe that could be a better argument uh, to be made, but unprecedented does not mean uh, wrong, especially if how the warrant was obtained is, well, wholly obscene. We'll get into more uh, of this. Oh, Keith Ellison is getting a slide on sexual impropriety. The Emmys took place. A couple stories there. Uh, and uh, I got to get back to this Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden audio. Those two. Those two are just special. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Thursday, Bill O'Reilly on the show. We're going to talk uh, uh, about his latest book. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Kavanaugh. You know that's going to come up. The latest book, Killing the SS. We're going to, uh, we're going to get into that uh, for sure. We're going to be doing that on the morning show. I'll replay it uh, here on Tony Katz today. And, of course, TonyKatz.com for all of the podcasts. That's where you go. Uh, interesting story um, that Marco Rubio wants the Department of Justice to determine if John Kerry violated federal law. Because I, I haven't even gotten into this story. I've been so involved in Kavanaugh. This is huge. This is huge in the world of is it treason, Right. It's like if if we were playing a, uh, a, a, a like a like a like a game show, right? Is is it treason? That would be totally it right there. One hundred fifty percent. You know what I mean? And then you'd, you'd you'd bring out your your clues and and then you'd say, now it's time to guess. Is it treason? I could do it. My dream of a game show. My dream of hosting a game show is is never ending. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there'd be the the spinning wheel of treason, you know, 
Right. No, 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 no. It would, it would just be different names, you know? Hillary Clinton for the emails. John Kerry. Um, you know, just, just a whole bunch of names on there. And then that's the person who's guilty. But with John Kerry, uh, Rubio sends a letter to the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, uh, that Americans, quote, deserve to know that U.S. laws are enforced regardless of any individual's past position and whether or not John Kerry violated the Logan Act. Now, the Logan Act, you've heard this many times, prohibits unauthorized personnel from negotiating with a foreign government in relation to anything with the United States. It, it prevents you from heading down to uh, uh, a, a foreign nation or over to a foreign nation and saying, hey, listen, I'll, let me work a deal with you and then everything will be all right. You don't have that right. Elected representation has that right. That would be representation, you know, that would be uh, somebody advocating for you without, you know, your, your say-so. That's That would be horrific. That's not representation. That's the, the, the point that I would want. That's somebody who's acting in their own best interest and you get screwed. You don't have that. John Kerry met with Mohammed Javad Zarif. Not once, many, many times. John Kerry believes in the Iran nuclear deal so much. By the way, uh, Mohammed Javad Zarif is the foreign affairs minister of Iran. He believes so much in the Iran deal that when President Trump said, we're getting out of this for cock the nonsense garbage, uh, John Kerry said, no. No, 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 I know it's best. I know it's important. Uh, I, I, I... Uh, I, I will take care of this. Uh, you, 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 Trump people, you're not legitimate. You're not, you're not serious. You're not important. I, I will take care of it. I am John Kerry. I am very tall and my wife is amazingly rich. Have you seen my yacht that I dock in uh, Rhode Island instead of Massachusetts to avoid the taxes? Ha 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 ha. He's speed racer all of a sudden. Pompeo uh, saying he would leave legal determinations to others but really upset with Kerry for meeting with uh, the world's largest state sponsor of terror and telling Iran to wait out this administration. John Kerry advising that you wait out this administration. Uh, John Kerry was a traitor. He is a traitor. It is what it is. The people who support him are really ugly. That support this are really ugly. I, w I am fine with seeing John Kerry in handcuffs. I really am. Why not? Why where else would you find this okay or acceptable? Where else would you think that this is somehow acceptable on any level? The answer is you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it at all. So why in the world? Why in the world would you think it's okay with John Kerry? Again, it goes back to this horror that they hate Trump so much. They so despise him for being elected, and they despise you for voting for him if you did. They despise you for liking him. They despise you for being okay with his policies. They despise you for not thinking like they do. They despise you for it. So what do they say? Not legitimate. Don't pay any attention to him. Oh, work undercover. Work deep state. Work around him. You take that New York Times piece, that anonymous op-ed, and what does the anonymous op-ed say? Uh, we keep things off his desk because his impulses would be damaging to the country. Nobody elected you. We elected him. Do you know why? Because Hillary Clinton was terrible. Hillary Clinton was an awful, terrible, disgusting, despicable, rotten, deplorable 
candidate. I mean, she was, here's what she is. That's who she was. And, and it's not just me saying it. It's, it's Wisconsin and Michigan saying it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if you're looking for someone to blame, blame Badgers. <laughs> right? Blame Badgers and blame Wolverines. That's it. That, 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 that's all you got to do. Don't blame me. Don't, don't blame. I'm, I'm a Hoosier. I'm in Indiana. Don't blame us. Well, you can kind of blame us. We're cool with that. We'll take the blame. We're down. We're down. We're a game of folk. They cannot believe that they didn't get listened to. I mean, that is at, at, the, at the core of this. That's where it's at. They cannot believe these elected officials, these uh, pundits, uh, the, the, the whole media apparatchik. They can't believe they weren't listened to. They can't believe it. They can't believe you did not listen to your overlords, and now uh, they want you to suffer. Now they want you to suffer. Here, here's, here's what they think of you. Here's what they think of you. This is uh, Joe Biden. I don't, did you hear this? Did you not hear that? This is Joe Biden speaking at the Human Rights Campaign Dinner. Um, this, is what, this is what they, this isn't just Joe Biden. This is what John Kerry and Barack Obama and, and, and Maisie Hirono and all those Senate Democrats who want to destroy Kavanaugh to destroy Trump and, and the rest and the media apparatchik and Jim Acosta and all the rest, this is what they think of you. These forces of intolerance remain determined to undermine and roll back the progress you all have made. And this time, they, not you, have an ally in the White House. This time, they have an ally. They're a small percentage of the American people, virulent people, some of them the dregs of society. And instead of using the full might of the executive branch to secure justice, dignity, safety for all, the president uses the White House as a literal, literal bully pulpit, callously, callously exerting his power over those who have little or none. Callously exerting his power. You don't know, What are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? But dregs of society, that's how they see you. That's how, it's, it's not just Joe Biden. That's how they see you. That's what they think of you. That's, that's what they think of my mother. That's what they think of my father. That's what they think of your parents. That's what they think of your kids. That's what they think. Not just Joe Biden, but Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi and Jim Acosta, and Rachel Maddow, and Joy Reid. This is what they think of you. This is how they look at you. This is how they describe you to their friends and associates. This is what they say. This is what they say when they're at their dinner parties. It's not that they disagree, and trust me, at a dinner party, I've said some pretty awful things. But I disagree on policy. They think you're the worst thing that ever was created, all because you won't think like they do. Remember that when you vote, November's coming quick. I'm Tony Katz.
Tony Katz, so good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, that's where you can catch the live stream. And, of course, the podcast, TonyKatz.com, for the show, uh, for Eat, Drink, Smoke, Uh, writings, all of it. All of it's there, TonyKatz.com. Let me go to Doug. Doug, welcome to the show. What's going on, Doug? Hey, how you doing? I'm There's right, a site on uh, human trafficking, Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. It says 1387 WordPress. The translation is at the back end. There's a picture of a hand over a glass. It says, uh, we're no longer agents of our own desire being forced into marriage. What are you talking about? You have a prosecutor named Camilla Valdez. I'm sorry, what are you talking about? No, 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 sir, 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 sir. Doug, Doug, yeah. are you drunk? Uh, no, sir. Are you high? Not at all. Then what are you talking about? Well, uh, there's a site on human trafficking. Danielle, stop, S-I-T-T-L. stop. Hold on. Yeah. I want to know why you're... I, I, human trafficking is a serious issue. I want to yeah. know why you brought it up because we weren't actually discussing human trafficking. Because uh, the girl put it on her site and uh, they posted one Okay, of the I appreciate the call. You Let me ask you. Let me, is this kind of like your thing? You just call shows and like, let's figure out how much I can say in like, in like 10 seconds? S-I-T-T-E-L. Okay, that's what I thought. That's... That's... That's that's what I what what, what I thought. Um, yeah, honestly, pull him up. See if he's still talking. Brazil, a railroad yep. meet at Trenton Site Still going. Hospital. I mean, should we just see how long he goes without me without me saying anything or without him noticing that we're not listening? In uploads twelve. The right. Tried to prevent the, right. uh, the IT guy from putting put tape uh-huh. the judge asked me for ten thousand mm-hmm. in twenty two. And then what? They arrested right. What'd she say? No. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there it is. Oh, sure. Sure, there it is. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what that was. That was great. Oh, that's call screening 101 there, everybody. Call screening 101. Let's go to Bernie Sanders because we need more incoherent babble in our life. Oh, oh we have a little more from this guy? Is that it? Do we have a little more uh, from, from this guy right here? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. That's all we got. Bernie Sanders has a conversation with Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman has uh, a, a show, uh, uh, America, I Love You, or I Love You, America, or, or whatever. It's something like that. I question whether or not she does, but neither here nor there. And she's doing this uh, interview with, with uh, Bernie Sanders. And, man, they are chummy. Like, they're friends. They're buds. They're pals. All right. That's who you're friends with. Uh, but I want you to listen to a uh, how Bernie Sanders talks uh, about America. You're looking good. Thank right. you. You too. Thank you for coming. Let's be professional and pretend that I did not do my laundry in, at your house when I was on the road in okay, Burlington. Don't tell anybody that. Should we cut that out? Out. All right. Did not happen. Did not sled with your family. You weren't even there. And we can't even use dirty words. This is the United States Senate. I can't? No, it's the United States Senate. We, we, we just um, starve little children. We go bomb houses and buses of children. And we give tax breaks to billionaires, but we don't use dirty words. No. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly what's wrong with Bernie Sanders. Because when I asked, I brought this up earlier. I'm like, can someone please look out their window and tell me where... Where, where the United States is working proactively to starve children or blow up buses. And some people got back to me, oh, no, he's talking about uh, countries, uh, you know, 
around the globe where America is involved in 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 wars. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh okay, uh, oh, okay, sure. Um, I don't believe in just getting into to any war for for you know some nonsense reason. I think it should it should be serious. But America, this is this is your 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 point. America starves children and blows people up. And then oh, tax breaks for the billionaires. How many of you, when the tax cuts came, saw relief? And then uh, the, the the follow up question. Um. So so Ari, you you got relief. You you raised your hand. You got relief, Ari. Uh, the follow up question is: um, uh, Raise your hand if you are a billionaire. Right, right. Some people got relief and they're not billionaires. The talking points of Bernie Sanders, they never end. They never end. He just he just won't quit with the nonsense. And he doesn't care how how spiteful and hateful he comes across. He doesn't. He does not care at all. He's thrilled to be able to to talk uh, smack. Uh, uh, about the country. I, that's got to gin up his base, right? I mean, in the end, what that does is it gets its base moving and motivated. It, 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 they, they, they find it attractive, right? That's got to be it. It's, it. It gets them like this kind of weird sexual thrill. They hear Bernie Sanders talk, and immediately they have to go get themselves a cigarette and change their pants. They, they just all sorts of, what, what else could it possibly be? There's no way he believes it. He says it because it's going to get him uh, something else somewhere down the line. That's the only reason he could possibly say it. There's no other reason to say these things. And I, I wanted to be, be I, I wanted to play this again. Oh, I'm just I love this from the Emmys. Now, don't get me wrong. I watched the Emmys, so you didn't have to. It's because I love. Uh, and uh, yes, Michael Che and Colin. Is it Jost or Yost or I don't care. We're not good. They were bad hosts. I will admit that reparation Emmys was uh, was funny. It was uh, Michael Che giving Emmys to uh, black actors who inspired him. Although to call it reparation Emmys was just pathetic, um, but it was a, it was a funny bit. The politics though, and the thing was nasty and nonsense, and the jokes were such low end racial trash, and it wasn't funny. And that's what happens with the Emmys far too often because they're not trying to entertain an audience at home. They're trying to entertain their friends right there. They think they're somehow performing in their living room. Uh, but but there were some good moments. The I thought the the marriage proposal was was uh, adorable. It, it was it was sweet, and they really seemed to care about each other. And it was it was it was nice. And I thought it was interesting that people celebrated this idea of marriage and coming together. You know, he didn't want to have this woman, uh, this this director who won uh, for for best directing, as just uh, a girlfriend. No, he wanted her as the wife, right? So I thought that was really sweet. Then there was this Henry Winkler, the Fonz, winning an Emmy for the show Barry. He's seventy two. He was the star of Happy Days, and Happy Days, the the character of Fonz, you know, prevented him from getting other work. Listen to his joy. I only have thirty seven seconds. I wrote this forty three years ago. Okay. Okay. Can I just say, Skip Brittenham said to me a long time ago, if you stay at the table long enough, the chips come to you. And tonight, I got to clear the table. If you get a chance to work with Bill Hader or Alec Berg, run, don't walk. 
thank you for producing us, for creating us, for directing us, and, and for um, Bill for acting with us and all of our wonderful writers, Sherry Thompson and uh, wonderful Sharon, Sherry Goldberg, an extraordinary publicist, uh, uh, Cliff and Aaron and Chris, who represent me for, almost for the first time. I feel represented. I can't stop yet. My wife, Stacy. Oh my God, my cast and crew. And, and the kids, kids, Jed, Zoe, and Max, you can go to bed now. Daddy won! How do you not love every second of that? Not everybody in Hollywood is evil. Not everyone in Hollywood is a jerk. Some guys, they've been through the ringer and they're happy to be there. I love that speech. I love that speech. TonyCats.com for the podcast. Follow on Twitter at Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone.